Welcome to Mondays with Matt, with Matt Starkey. Start each week fresh with sound financial advice. Grab your coffee and maybe a pen. It's time to kick off your week with Matt. Welcome to another edition of Mondays with Matt, with Matt Starkey, investment advisor representative and the president and owner at Great Lakes Retirement Solutions. On the podcast this week is Understanding RMDs, a guide for retirees and, and the soon-to-be-retired. We want to go over a few things. If you're 55 and or over 55 and pondering retirement, you know, diving into the world of required minimum distributions uh, can be a little daunting maybe. So we want to cover a few things here on this episode, demystify some of the things that are going on with the mandatory withdrawals of this money. So Matt's going to help break it down for us a little bit this week on the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to us on Apple, Google, or Spotify. You can find us simply by typing Mondays with Matt into the search box or visiting him online at GreatLakesRetirementSolutions.com. That's GreatLakesRetirementSolutions.com. What's going on, Matt? How are you, buddy? Hi, Mark. I'm doing well. It is right. We're full into fall here. We're starting starting that way. and um, yeah, Late you know, football, September. Yep. Football's kicked off, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm always excited about my Michigan Wolverines. There of course, things are looking bright for them this year in terms of what. what don't what jinx it. Don't, don't analysts jinx it. are saying, but right. oh, I never, I never do. You know, there you got some people that are overly optimistic, and it's like you got to you got to win every game, and you got to get out there and play. So, yeah, um, yep, just like retirement, you got to get out there every day, and and uh, you got to make those returns and make those smart decisions. And um, we're going to talk about some of those. Smart text decisions. Hopefully, your required minimum distribution. Yeah, and for those of you that don't know what that is, you know, when you've had money taken out of your paycheck for all those years and put in your four hundred one k, a lot of you has had it done pre tax. So that means the money grows in that account tax deferred. You don't pay income tax on that until you pull the money out. So we're going to talk about that today. How that will affect you. Um, and, um, when you have to pull it out and how much you have to, pull I was going to say, you sound like you're getting ready to start my first question before I even asked it. So, uh, <laughs> you know, but I mean, people aren't clear on what they are. So you just kind of said what they are a little bit. Why are we required to pull this money out at a certain age? Pretty easy answer, yeah. but you well, know, I think we have to pay for this high dollar government system that we have in place, which uh, basically is Uncle unfortunate. Sam, yeah. <laughs> Uncle Sam's been waiting and he's tired of waiting, right? He wants his cut. Yeah, Uncle Sam. Yeah. So one of the things I think that uh, is kind of interesting is how much our Congress and senators get paid nowadays in um, in talk about inflation, man, those those salaries are pretty fat. Oh, yeah. So, Ridiculous. And, and they never stop once they start. So that's the that's the sad thing. Of course, we keep adding on to our government deficit. And the government wants to get their money. So well, remember, they, it's got to come from somewhere, right? And 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 of course, we mm-hmm. we did talk about the fact that if you're keeping this, you know, kind of straightforward, it's a tax deferred account. You mentioned that a second ago, right? You've been kicking the tax can down the road for let's just say thirty years in a four hundred one k. They're wait. They've been waiting for thirty years for this tax money. Yep. So when we um, we get the privilege of of paying taxes, and um, <laughs> so what happens is. Yeah, they put a, a date that's a required beginning date. And um, starting in 2023, they have rolled that date back. Some of you might have remembered the old age of 70 and a half. It was that way forever. Um, that, yeah. Yeah. And then they just changed that. So now they went to 72 and now it's actually age 73 in the year 2023. So if you have are turning age 73 in the year 2023, 
that means you have to take out a required minimum distribution. Yeah. You still follow the old rule. You have until April 1st of next year to actually take this year's RMD. But um, if you do that, if you wait till the beginning of next year, you still have to take out one for next year. So yeah, you have to once get you two s- next year, right? Yeah. Once mm-hmm. you start this process of pulling out a required minimum distribution every year, then you have to continue that process each and every year. It well, let's, let's clarify a couple of things real quick, Max, so that people don't yep. get confused because they've moved so much stuff around. If you've already begun this process, if you've been paying, if you've been doing RMDs for a couple of years, you're fine, right? I mean, you're already in the groove. It's already happening, right? It's so already then, happening right. and it has to continue on. Yep. But if you're, so we're in September, we're in late September with this podcast. If you, if you turn 73 this year and you haven't talked to your advisor about your RMDs, please do so because the deadline is, December 31st, right? It's to your point, you could kick that first one if it's the very first one down the road just a little bit further into the next year by April, but you're really you really want to take take care of this if you can in the current year, correct? Yes. Yep, you want to get it taken care of and be in the know. So give us a call if you have any questions because we'll help help get you there. Um but we can help you with the calculation. So how much do you have to take out? Well, well we're going to get to there's that. There's a formula and all that. I'm, I'm jumping ahead. Yeah. yeah so, we're going to get yeah, to that. You, you have to start taking it. If you turn 73 this year, you got to begin taking required minimum distributions this year. If you're not 73, don't worry. Don't sweat it. Wait till next year, and we will um, update you with the, the dates and the age. Yeah, because actually it's going to be 75 depending on your birthday. They've put that in the Secure Act 2.0 as well. I don't think it's rolled out just yet, but depending on when you were born, I think for a lot of us after the age, I think it's after 1950-something. We did a podcast, Mm -hmm. so we'll have to go back and review it, but uh, they're going to move it to age 75. So either way, you still want to do it. So let's kind of keep it in line here so we can kind of break these down. So um, can we avoid them? Do we have to, you know, is there anything we can do to avoid taking these out or must we do it? Well, you can avoid them. Um, but you have to pay a penalty if, you do, if you're supposed to take it out and you don't. Um, the IRS does penalize you up to 50% of, for not taking it out. However, the way that you can avoid them is the IRS has a what we call a loophole or a way to get around it is you can give it to a 501c3 a qualified charitable organization. So if you are a giver and you're a generous, feeling generous and you don't need the money, um, you can gift the the funds directly to a, a nonprofit organization. It has to be a legitimate nonprofit, not like you my can't be son your cousin at work right. and he's yeah. <laughs> he's he's living in my garage and right, he's, right. he's not making any profits. No, it's gotta be a legitimate nonprofit, but you can gift your required minimum distribution to a charity and that will satisfy that portion that you were supposed to take out. So, now that's that's the portion, right, Matt? So we're going to talk you, about uh, kind of breaking this down a little bit here. So I guess technically, it, can you avoid them? No. I mean, you have to take them out, right? Now there's some ways you can be tax advantageous to your point mm-hmm, by doing a QCD mm-hmm. or whatever. Because if you don't take them out, uh, you will be penalized to your to Correct. your point with that. But if you let's say it's the, let's say you said sometimes it's it's around what three and a half percent that first go around the the calculation changes. It's a sliding scale as we age, but that first one is what yep. around three and a half percent. Well, let's say you, let's say you got a million bucks in a 401k, Matt. And so let's just say three, three and a half percent. Well, that's 35 grand. Now you may not want to give that. Or, what's that? Yeah. 35,000 bucks. Yeah. You may not want to give that 35,000 all to the church, <laughs> right? To the QCD. So, right. but so if you, if you do a portion of that, that helps with the tax, but, but you still have to pay tax on the other part. You don't correct. 
Correct. Okay. So whatever you decide to gift, you know, that could be $500 or it could be $5,000 or, right. you know, $35,000. Um, whatever portion you gift, um, that that satisfies that amount. So okay. if I'm gotcha. supposed to, if my required distribution is $12,000 for this year, I can gift 6000 to charity. Um, I still have to take out the additional 6000 to make up the twelve, mm-hmm. and I have to pay taxes on just the 6000 okay. that went to me. Gotcha. Uh, the charitable stuff goes direct from the IRA to the charity, and then you don't pay any taxes. That goes to the responsibility of the 501c3. So, right. So that could be a good strategy for you then. It's a great strategy. Yeah. I got a lot of clients that use that strategy, and um, they're very happy with it. In fact, we just did have a client, you know, and, and, and they gift a lot. And, um, both of them gave, gifted their, their entire RMD for this year, um, away. And, and I think that's awesome. You yeah. Know? And if that you're, goes back if you're to the, charitably minded, the, right. Yeah. Yep. And it goes back to something, you know, the, what I believe is give and it shall be given unto you. So mm-hmm. if you're charitably inclined, if you're generous, you're, that's going to come back to you, you know, you reap what you sow. Right. Yeah. And so, um, if you don't have need or, even if you give out of your need, but you want to reduce your taxes at the same time, this is kind of a cool way to do that. It's a it, it's a double blessing because you don't pay taxes on the money you give, and you can bless that um, nonprofit organization. You know, there's a lot of good ones out there. Not even necessarily church or charity, but you know, there's um, underground railroad that that protect women. There's um, child abuse and neglect council to take care of children that are that are in, under you know stresses of life. Um, even if you want to, if you, if you kids go to like a, uh, private school that might be a, affiliated with a nonprofit or maybe a faith-based, like a church school, um, you, you may be able to gift more to the church. And, uh, you know, if you're a grandparent, maybe it's not your own children, but you could gift it to the church and maybe earmark it. I don't know if they, I don't know if how you, that would work, but, um, you can definitely, um, uh, inquire um, yeah. if you so if you yeah, go to private school or you want to help right. fund private school you know there might be a way to actually utilize that QCD and get it into their account okay so now let's 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 talk from the angle of the uh you know you you you're not charitably minded or you just can't afford to give it away because you're going to need the money for yourself right you have to and you still have to take these out this is the money you've been saving to retire on and you're going to yep. have to pull these RMDs out and you got to pay the government their share because they've been waiting on the taxes this is where things this is where the conversation comes in where people say okay so that that IRA or that 401k with the million bucks I use as an example it's been growing for a while now we know this tax time bomb is coming which is the, you know we people here refer to the tax time bomb that's what they're talking about the RMDs yep. when you got to yes. pull it out you got to pay the taxes. This is why people start having conversations about, well, can I start to move this money before then uh, and lower my RMDs by moving it to to a, a Roth, right? So you hear this conversation a lot. Uh, yeah. And you're, that's a great thing to, it's to consider doing. It may be right for you, but just realize that you still have to pay the taxes on it, right? It's not like you're, avoid, you're avoiding the RMD because you're lowering the amount or getting rid of yeah. the amount, but you're still got to pay the government their taxes. Either way, they want their money. The question becomes is do you do it now while you know what the tax rates are, a.k.a. moving it to a Roth, or do you wait 20 or 30 years if you're not there yet and wonder what your tax rates are 20 years from now? Right. Um, it's funny you bring that up, Mark. I actually have a book that you can get for free if you contact me. Okay. Um, it's the seven strategies for defusing the ticking tax time bomb Perfect. on your IRA. Uh, yep. So I have that. Uh, co-wrote that with a with a CFP friend of mine, and uh, and that's a 
good read because that's exactly what we talk about. We talk about converting the taxable amounts into tax-free amounts. Mm-hmm. Well, that means you, uh, if I do a conversion to a Roth, um, I got to take that money from my IRA. Mm-hmm. Um, the conversion, I put, I can directly deposit a big chunk into my Roth and pay the taxes on it in the current tax year. Right. Uh, Current tax rates. There's strategies to doing this, and some financial advisors will say only do that if you have the cash to pay the taxes out of pocket. Some people will just withhold it and they don't care. But and and you also don't want to bump yourself up if you can help it, right, Matt? You want to do this strategically. So if you're, if you're, because people don't understand the steps of the tax bracket sometimes. So if you're in the 22% tax bracket, for example, depending on where you're at on the step, you don't want to kick yourself up to the next one. Right. And what I find is married filing jointly, you can make over up to like 80, oh, what's 83,000 or something Somewhere like that this year. Yeah. And um, so if you're, if yeah, if you, if one of you has lost a job or let's say one of you retires a little bit early mm-hmm. and you want to still get money out of your 401k, you know, I always have that conversation. We'll ask your uh, tax advisor or your accountant to, to run a mock tax return to say, what if we converted you know, how much could we convert this yeah. year? 20 and grand, still 50 stay grand. within our right. tax bracket. Right, right, right. whatever it and might the, be, yeah. The biggest jump is going from that 12% bracket to the 22%. Right, yeah, for sure. Increase. And you so don't want to kick they, yourself up if you, if, so if you do convert, you want to do that smartly so that you aren't doing that. Correct, you want to do that in smaller chunks. And it's always easier to do it while you have income coming in to pay those taxes too, because once you're retired, it's a little bit more difficult or you can withhold the tax from the converted amount. But mm-hmm. um, it's really smart to pay taxes at the lowest we can, which we know what the, as you said, we know, you know, a bird in hands worth two in the bush. We know what the tax yeah. rates are right now. And if we can convert assets at a lower income tax rate, or if we just quit working and we just maybe newly retired and, and we're not necessarily going to impact our social security income too much, um, it might be the good time to start converting in chunks now, whether that's like 10 to 20,000 or 40,000 a year, mm-hmm. we can really drop those IRA balances down, pay the least amount of tax now. And then there is no required minimum distribution for a Roth IRA. So if you if you can fully convert that over a series of years, um, then the, you don't have to take these required distributions out and worry about taking out thirty five grand. Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> and, and and to your point about the the conversion over a number of years. So let's kind of just do one more point here. So if you do have that normal four hundred one k or IRA. Uh, and you, you know, you have the RMDs looming. They're waiting for you to start doing it, and you pass away. Well, if you're if you're leaving this to a spouse or an heir, there's different sets of rules for them to adhere to. So again, it could be worthwhile to have the conversation about you know converting and going to a Roth. So, but real quick, let's touch on a couple of those rules. So if you are uh, the recipient, if you have been left a uh, a traditional account, do they have to pay these RMDs as well? So like, let's say we've leave it to our wife or our children. Yep. Um, if you leave it to a spouse, they can roll it over and use it as their own. So they don't have to necessarily pay taxes if you're younger, if you're under that RMD age, mm-hmm. um, that you, they don't have to necessarily. So they can kind of um, absorb it, right? They can absorb it and, and, and delay paying taxes on it. Unless if you've started RMDs and then you pass away, that's different. Okay. They need to continue those on. Um, if you're a spouse or non-spouse beneficiary, um, and if without certain exceptions, let's just assume that you're not a disabled child, but you're a child. Right. You just you leave it to your functioning adult son, right? Correct. Then, then you would have to follow a rule. Um, you have under the Secure Act recently ten years to take out 
that inheritance and pay the taxes over 10 years. And you now, cannot roll that into your own, right, Matt? It has to stay in what's called a classified as the inherited IRA. It has to be in an inherited or a beneficial IRA, correct. Okay. Okay. And then if you want to defer the taxation, let's say you're a child and you inherit half a million from dad's IRA, mm-hmm. uh, and you don't want to take that all in one year and pay the maximum tax on it. So we, cu- we can cut that into chunks over 10 years. You can pull that out. And then um, each of those 10 years, if you are stretching it out, it you do have a required minimum amount you have to take every year based on uh, your age, or if, if mom or dad was already taking those distributions, that those kind of have to continue on. Those calculations. But um, you okay. got up yeah. to 10 years to now pull this money out and pay taxes on Yeah, and people so, may have heard about that before you mentioned the stretch. So it used to they used to call it the stretch IRA because if you left it to your adult children, right, just let's say you, I have the one daughter, so we'll use that as an example. I just left it to my adult daughter. Uh, she had, basically, she could stretch that over her lifetime, right? But they eliminated that and they put it in mm-hmm. a 10-year box. So now she would have to pay, you know, she'd have to get all that money cleared out of that account. Now she could do a little bit over the 10 years, Matt, or or, or wait until the, the 10th year and then take the rest of it or whatever, right? There's some a few different moves in there, but either way, it's got to be emptied out by the 10 years. By the 10th year. Yep. So December 31st of, you know, 10 years after the, the after passing. passed away. So, yeah. yep. Okay. That's correct. There's, so there's, so there's a, lot of, a lot of stuff. A lot of, yeah. A lot of complexities when it comes to required minimum distributions. We like to try to keep it simple. So if you have questions or if you don't know where you're at or what you're going to do with your money, let's plan on it. Let's take a take a little look at your financial situation in advance. If we want to start doing conversions, great. You can you can reduce those minimum distributions later on. Just beware. One fact I just wanted to point out real quick. If Please. You are, if, if you're taking required minimum distributions already, if you convert money, that does not satisfy your required minimum distribution for the year. So if I wanted to convert 40,000 of my $100,000 IRA, mm-hmm. and I still have a required minimum distribution to take out of 5,000. I have to take the required distribution of 5,000, even though I'm converting 40,000. That a, a conversion or a partial conversion won't satisfy your RMD. You still have to take the RMD in the tax year that it's required. Gotcha. If you've already been starting. Okay. Yep. Good tip. Yep. So again, a lot of little little moving parts. Uh, you know, there it's can sound definitely daunting once you get it under set up and underway with whatever your situation is. It, it becomes a little bit easier to manage after that. But the point is, is you want to make sure that you get a, have a plan and a strategy for it. Whether it's doing it the you know the way the government would like us to, or if it's starting to move money to a Roth earlier before you turn them on, or whatever the case might be, whatever the strategy might be. That's why it's important. It's just another one of those pieces of the puzzles to work with a qualified professional to deal with, because as Matt said earlier, it's a hefty penalty. Um, a little note there, they did change it, and, and I'm sure Matt remembered this. He just kind of forgot for the second. It was 50%. Now it's 25 They did change it with the SECURE Act, but either way, who Correct. wants to pay 25% on top of a $30,000 withdrawal? <laughs> it's not yes. fun, right? Yep. So that's those are all very important reasons to to get that money out in the tax year right because right. who wants who wants to pay that those kind plus of plus the penalty right exactly just too much so again strategy 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 right that's the whole point um Absolutely. you know building our wealth is so much easier than uh you know growing it when we're working and things of that nature i mean sometimes i know people say god it's been tough to grow money but it definitely is more complicated on the distribution or the decumulation side of things aka retirement so do yourself a favor have a conversation with a qualified pro like Matt. He's been helping families for years get to 
and through retirement. And as he uh, said, uh, you know, before, if you if you need some help, just reach out to him. You can find him online at GreatLakesRetirementSolutions.com. That's GreatLakesRetirementSolutions.com. Uh, you can also call him at 989-401-2949. Matt, thanks for hanging out, bud. Thanks, Mark. And uh, give us a call. Thanks for listening, everybody. Um, share this podcast with your friends, family, and loved ones, because we love to make sure everybody's in the know. Got to be in the know, especially when it comes to all these little nuances. So get yourself onto the calendar, have a conversation, and listen to Mondays with Matt. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.